Welcome to Experiences Canada's Allyship Podcast Series. After participating in a four-month program of bi-weekly webinars on various social justice topics, over 50 youth aged 14 to 18 from across Canada gathered in Winnipeg, Manitoba from May 6th to 8th, 2022 to share their ideas and strategies for community action and youth engagement. As a culminating project for the program, the youth were asked to work collaboratively to develop, record, and edit these podcast episodes on youth allyship and advocacy. We are excited to share their work with the world and provide them with a platform to amplify their voices. Enjoy! Social media is defined as... Are we not just doing our first sentence? Oh, I don't know. Social media is defined as any website and or application that enables users to create and share content or to participate in social networking. But what really is the social media? When I think of social media, I think about Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, and Visco. All these platforms are or have been a part of our lives, whether we realize it or not. And they all have impacts on each and every one of us as an individual person and as a species. But what are those impacts and what does social media have to do with them? From magazines to Visco, the idea of social media has become the new norm, a new way to socialize. For me, this would mean a new way of connecting with others around the world. But really, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Social media has become centered around economic gain. It has become construed in a particular way to please its users, keeping them hooked. However, it's not always what you actually want to see. It tricks you into thinking that you want to see certain things, but really, it's just what it wants you to see. Although it seems like a free-for-all way to express yourself and connect with others, it's really teaching you invisible ideals of perfectionism, which in turn affects overall mental health of its users. Mental health is a big part of social media. As it opened up a new way of socializing, it also opened up constant accessibility, which can definitely be handy when appropriate, yet can also be very draining. We're social beings, but sometimes us social beings need a break. So really, when I think about social media, I find it that it's not all black and white. First topic we'd like to touch on is social media as an agent of socialization. For instance, how does social media impact our social experiences online versus in person? One of the most prominent impacts of social media is its ability to warp our understanding of relationships with one another. For example, based on how many followers or friends we have online, we think that more friends or followers correlates directly to the amount of people who support and appreciate us. A few weeks ago in my philosophy class, I was asked to talk about an example of a negative social paradigm shift in contemporary society. When responding to this question, I came across a theory from the 1970s that I'd like to share with you all as food for thought. A negative social paradigm shift is our understanding of the impacts that technology and social media have on society. In the 1970s, a philosopher by the name of Robert Nozick proposed a thought experiment titled The Experience Machine. The main idea is this. Would you prefer to exist in a machine, a tank of sorts, that simulates real-life experiences indistinguishable from the real thing, or would you prefer to truly experience events in real life? I'm going to equate the experience machine to technology, phones, computers, or whatever it is that you prefer. An initial concern with this thought experiment was the possibility that everybody decides to plug into the machine. In this case, who would control the machine simulating these experiences? Nozick had asked us to ignore this concern when answering his question, but if we look at our society as it is today, it's almost impossible to come across somebody who does not voluntarily own any technology. Simply put, we are all plugged into the experience machine, which is the virtual platforms that we use to communicate with one another. So that includes Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, 
They're all playing into not only the experienced machine, but also Irving Goffman's dramaturgical theory of reality. Initially, the technological inventions were only positive, allowing us easier methods of communication, modes of transportation, ways to research, and even complete simple chores. Now, a plethora of studies have surfaced that highlight the various negative impacts that technology and social media have on individuals. Multiple studies have found a strong link between heavy social media use and increased risk for depression, anxiety, loneliness, self-harm, and even suicidal ideation, and that's taken from an article written by Robinson and Smith in 2021. Social media and its position as an agent of socialization is such a complex concept, but Robert Nozick's thought experiment is extremely thought-provoking and something to definitely consider when you reflect on how often you plug into your technology. Our second topic that we would like to cover is if social media has so many negative effects, why do we continue using it? Social media does have some positive effects, including global awareness, easy access to information, which can be used educationally, and the ability to communicate whenever or wherever, as well as finding new friends and building new relationships. However, there are equally negative effects. Easy access to information is also a con, as being able to access information 24-7 makes us feel like we are missing out when we're not active. Social media has become an escape from reality for many people. Sometimes people prefer their online personalities instead of their offline personalities, and this can impact their idea of reality, causing derealization and depersonalization. Addiction is also a very scary reality. The constant flow of information makes you addicted to staying in touch with the online world. Addiction causes severe distraction, and some people want distractions from their lives, so they use social media to distract themselves from their problems, which can be very dangerous as it can lead to neglect of those we care for and cause bigger problems in our work and home life. Our next topic is, are teenagers truly addicted to social media as so many documentaries and research suggest? Well, first of all, what is a technology addiction exactly? The Hazelden Betty Ford Foundation defines it as frequent and obsessive technology-related behavior increasingly practiced despite negative consequences to the user of the technology. I think every teenager can collectively agree that social media doesn't always have the best impact on their mental health, but we all go on to use it anyway. So, I do think we are addicted to social media, but the fault doesn't all fall on us. The way society functions nowadays is borderline forcing our generation to be dependent on technology and on social media. School Spirit Weeks? It's on their Facebook page. Weekend Plans with Your Friends? It's in the Snapchat group. Drama in Hollywood? It's going down on Twitter. We all saw what happened after Will Smith's little, um, accident at the Oscars, right? Yeah, exactly. You can find everything you'd ever want to know about a person in one quick Google search. So how could you not be addicted? Now let's get into the science. As human beings, our brains crave stimulation and interaction, which causes us teenagers to use social media as an escape. And according to to research published in the National Library of Medicine, technology actually affects the same neurological pathways of our brain as some addictive drugs do. Alarmingly, these two things have very similar effects on our body, such as mood changes, anxiety and depression, feelings of euphoria, and more. Although every teen may not fit the exact description of a social media addict, I do feel that a lot of us are still experiencing those same negative effects. In conclusion, it's evident that social media has an impact on both our online and in-person lives, which can lead to negative effects on your physical and mental health, as well as social media addiction. So what can you do to help make your experience with social media a positive one? 
First of all, don't be afraid to hit that unfollow or block button. If you feel that a certain account is impacting you in a negative way, steer yourself away from it. Also, take breaks. If you're feeling the impacts of technology, put down your phone and take a walk outside. Or go see some friends. Put yourself first. And last but not least, be aware of what you are posting. Ask yourself, could this affect someone in a poor way? If so, refrain from posting it or change it so no one gets hurt. All right, and that's a wrap on our podcast. First of all, thank you to everybody taking the time to listen to us. And we hope that you take a moment to think about the impact that social media has on you. Secondly, we'd also like to expressly thank Experiences Canada for organizing this forum and giving us the resources to be able to record this podcast. No matter what, remember to be you and take care of yourself first when using social media. As the Kardashians say, if you're not into what I'm posting, don't look. We would like to take a moment to thank our wonderful sponsors, the Department of Canadian Heritage, Canada Life, Power Corporation, and WestJet for making this series possible. Experiences Canada is a nationally registered charity that helps young Canadians to explore their country in ways they may have never imagined through reciprocal exchanges, forums, and other experiential learning opportunities to travel and connect with one another. Please visit our website, www.experiencescanada.ca, for more information on our programs. Be sure to check out the other podcasts in our allyship series and learn alongside us as we work towards becoming better allies in all aspects of our lives.